to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. I don't know what number. What number is this? Chris, eleven. Two hundred eleven. Hello, welcome to the Chris and Sam podcast. My name is Sam. I'm Chris. Uh, episode 211, here we are, 2019, welcome to the new year. Happy you, new year, everyone. You amazing, amazing people. I know you're amazing because you're listening to this. <laughs> it's a pretty low bar for uh, <laughs> I'm going to stick with that. It's a bit rough, Chris, a little bit rough. <laughs> no, that's cool. No, thanks for listening. Um, so, yeah, so we did say what we're going to look at forward to this year. Um, me getting girlfriend was not one of them. Uh, I just didn't want to set my sights that high. <laughs> I think you need to look into that and set your sights in that direction because it could open up a whole world of possibilities, including work, uh, other activities, and you know, female companionship and things like that. Yeah, but I think my cat would get jealous. <laughs> I think I think you like making excuses because it's easier not to do anything. I think you're right. Let's move on. <laughs> Did I say welcome to 2019? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The year of Chris. The year of Chris. Mm, okay. Hey, I came across this app the other day, and oh, I didn't even bring my phone down, so I can't show it to you, but it's called Be My Eyes, and you sign up to it, and they've got something like, I want to say uh, roughly it's like 180,000 blind people on this app. Oh, wow. And about 1.8 million people that can see, and I've signed up for it. And basically, a blind person logs into the app and they need help with something like, what color are these socks or what is this thing in front of me? And it gets sent out to a whole bunch of people on the app and they get notified and the first person to agree to it starts a video chat straight away. And the blind person holds their phone up and obviously waves it around and goes, what am I, what's in front of me or whatever? And the other person goes, yep, uh, that's a crocodile or your socks are blue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and apparently it's helping out a lot of blind people yeah no it sounds good it's it's crowd, crowdsourcing uh at the best level i would think no, I it think sounds so. pretty cool it sounds pretty cool so you've got the app but you haven't had no, anyone they, um they said because the sheer number of they haven't got enough blind people on there at the moment uh and they said if you do get notified don't be surprised if you can't connect because it's the first person out of thousands probably right but uh, i like just feeling like that i'm helping out slightly the potential's there the potential's there even though and then when it will go off it'll be two in the morning i won't know what it is and probably throw the phone across the room because <laughs> like it- i did yesterday well no i didn't do that the phone rang at oh three thirty six in the morning and i just assumed it was my alarm because my alarm goes at oh three forty five. have they got the same tone no they don't but okay. i was deep asleep right and I went, oh, alarm, oh, 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 got up because it's my phone. And then I was, I think I, I got dressed and I was brushing my teeth when my alarm went off and went, hang on, that's my alarm. What was that before? And it's like, oh, you missed a call at 0336. Like, ah, they need me at work early. Oh, well, guess I'll get there. And then I didn't finish till after 6 p.m. So, yeah. Living the dream. Chris loves it. He's very busy doing stuff. <laughs> I'm not at work this morning. Yay. <laughs> you almost were, but... Yeah, I managed to avoid that. You I managed, managed to avoid that. I managed to avoid it by staying a bit later last night and doing it so I didn't have to come you in. You found the, the hot dog sticks, if you I were wondering. I found the hot dog sticks. 
because <laughs> someone needed them desperately. Because I never really thought about it until you were talking about last night that people, for some reason, I thought people just brought hot dogs complete with a stick in it. Nah. And I was just like, yeah, I suppose they do just get a sausage and... And a stick, stick and, and then, then put batter the, it. Yeah. And, and I never, they, so the guy was going to batter them last night ready for this weekend, or today I think it was the mm. deal. And I was like, dude, I can't find them. Uh, I'll come in the morning and find them. And then he left because we were closing up. It was actually after closing. And I went hunting around one last time and I found them in the Inwards Goods area. It hadn't been sorted out yet. Yeah, At the yeah. bottom of a pallet like so it was the bottom layer and all the stuff stacked on top of it so anyway so i put them out there for him to find this morning all good anyway moving on don't want to talk about work um oh i i haven't got it written down but um the chinese landed on the far side of the moon really i didn't even hear anything about it seriously no not at all didn't see it come up on anything yeah i did think it was low um low key low key Particularly when, you know, you hear everything from NASA, right? Oh, yeah, totally. They're a big force yeah, in but, the world um, of space. But I did hear it on the BBC I knew they were Global News, going and I heard it on there. something else as well. I can't remember what it was. Probably another news podcast that I listened to. And so it's the first time. So this, this amazes me, right? It's the first time that any um, lander, because it's a rover, has landed on the dark, or what we call the dark side of the moon, the far side of the moon. Yeah. Right? Um, and I'm like, hang on. So we've, we've got two rovers on Mars. Yeah, no, they just sort and of, And we've yeah. got this thing that's just taking a, a photo of that um, thing out in the keep, keep, keeper Whatever. belt. Keeper belt. Yeah, yeah, keeper yeah. belt, however you say it. Um, freaking a billion, two billion miles away or whatever it is, at, which is going to, the photos are going to take 20 months to get back at high def. Oh, that'd be good. 20 months. That, but I mean, yeah, line by line. That, I mean, that's just like dial up back in the day. I mean, the old, really school, old school people like Chris and that, well, everyone's used to that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, and, and it's first time it's over there and they showed a, fo- a photo of it. Um, and of course, Somebody said, and I was like, yeah, no, actually, I thought the same thing. I went, oh, I thought the dark side of the moon was dark. But no, of course it's not. It's It has the same phases of light oh, right. that the, yeah, yeah. this side has. But the way the the moon orbits, one side is always facing away from us and one side's always facing towards us. Okay. What was interesting was that one of the scientists they interviewed said, yeah, the hard thing is that far side of the moon is much more rugged and pitted than the inside because okay. it gets hit by everything. Oh right, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, That's what's stopping us from uh, being destroyed. Yeah, yeah, it's a great barrier for for us. And um, so anything landing there has a lot more potential to go wrong. Like it's a lot harder. Yeah, yeah, for totally. them to land properly. Um, and it's not like they've got great visuals because they haven't got like photos of <laughs> no as such. So yeah, so that's pretty cool. But doesn't. Uh, it's been a long time since we've landed something on the moon in general, hasn't it? I think they've sent some other probe things there, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, certainly okay. humans haven't been there for a long time. No, no, no. Um, but the the Chinese, uh, this is all about looking for water and looking for, they're looking to mine it. They're really interested in the... <laughs> Potential to mine the moon. I bet, I bet, I bet. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You want to bring that back all that moon, moon rock? 
Yeah, well, you know, I mean, why? As why, soon as they find out. We don't out, have to worry about the environment so much up there, I don't think. No. As soon as they find out there's something valuable up there, I don't know what it is, or some amazing new metal or something, it'll be all go. Yeah. Everyone will be there. We'll be sending. If they found cobalt, we're going to be there in a minute. We're going to send Bruce Willis up there and freaking the other dude, <laughs> and they're going to be mining away up there because, you know, we can train them fast. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, um, so that was pretty cool. I thought that was pretty good. And I was interested that you hadn't heard about it. But that happened two days ago. Yes, I uh, I don't see anything on my Facebook newsfeed on purpose. I have a plugin that just doesn't show me anything. So when yeah. I go to Facebook, all I see is notifications. Yeah. And I need to look at other things because uh, I just don't care. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, and it's working really well for productivity. Like, I check Facebook, like, once a day for about 10 minutes. That's well, great. One of the things that would work for you, um, and you'd appreciate this, um, Cafe Pacific had a bit of a glitch on okay. their website. Yeah. And um, so this American guy that they interviewed in this program, he, at around, at around New Year's Day, I think it might have been New Year's Eve, like, coming into New Year's Day. Okay, yeah, yeah. Had sounds- a glitch, and... The um, one-way first class, I think it's to Hong Kong, and I think it was from San Francisco, something like that anyway, right, yep. uh, is normally like 16000 US dollars. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So it was up for 600 bucks. Oh, did they? And um, people jumped on it like the internet. Yeah. Picked that pretty good. And so this guy bought one, and he goes, I've always wanted to fly first class. Like, we all have, right? We all want to fly first class. Did they honor any of these? Well, that was the whole thing. They were waiting to find out, and then there was a a, a worldwide, like in Twitter, they went, we will honor. It's a new year. It's a great new year, and we'll honor anything. And so he's getting his trip. So he'd he'd flown, what did he say? Went from there to Hong Kong and ongoing to somewhere else, Singapore or something. Yeah. And um, and so they're going to honour it, so it's all pretty excited. So uh, there wouldn't have been many of them available, 10 or something, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I mean, maybe 20 or something. Oh, Whatever. Who knows? But, That's I mean, awesome. Good. I, I think they can really milk that for a lot of publicity as yeah, well. Totally. You know, like they totally. can make money out totally. of that. Um, Do you know how you can make money, Chris? Um, by not working at Gilmore's. Uh, no. <laughs> no, that's how you become poor and just roam around doing nothing. No, no, I, I make loads of money at Gilmore's mainly by being too busy to spend any of it. <laughs> yeah, see, it's fine. So uh, you can make money by uh, selling stuff on Trade Me, obviously. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yes. Now everyone likes a good Trade Me auction. And for those of you outside of New Zealand, yes. Trade Me is the eBay of New Zealand. Yes, it's- so uh, eBay came and looked at New Zealand and then they realized that we had this thing called Trade Me and they were like, well, we're not going to set up here. But there is eBay in Australia because nobody was doing anything. Australians, you're a bit slow. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, on Trade Me, uh, I just, uh, this auction really annoyed me. Uh, That's why I'm talking about it. So this was an <laughs> unwanted Christmas gift. So people put them up. They have a big um, influx. So, so is there like a category, unwanted Christmas gift category? That would be hilarious if there was. I think on the front page they do for a couple of days or something. Right. But then right. it sort of drills down into the normal one. So this is what it says. Uh, unwanted Christmas gift. Received from work and was really disappointed with the changes that have been made. 
was talking about it this morning and look what I get. Hoping there is someone out there that still likes them. This is a box of Cadbury Roses chocolates. Oh, God, don't even... Yeah, okay, carry on. Okay, how much do you think a box of Cadbury Roses chocolates with that crappy-ass description? Like, I don't mind uh, a random generic item being sold if it has really good copy and a really good story. The one that always springs to mind is that demon washing machine. Uh, That was really good. And things like that. And I just read the whole description to you. So how much do you think some people... And people were going nuts on this thing. Seriously? Not not nuts, but how much do you think it went for? If it went more than 10 bucks, it's a total... $23, Chris. Jeez. Uh, There was 84 questions and answers. Whereabouts is the pickup, please? And what's the expiry date? And where can I pick it up? Are these the old ones or the new ones? Is it that... So there's a big... If it was the old ones, I could almost believe it. Uh, but if it's the new ones, that's the problem, right? So I didn't realise there was that big a de- uh, deal. And Neither. I'm just thinking, got, who cares? Well, I got a lot at, at Christmas yeah, at work. Okay. Yeah, uh, pallet. Um, and, um, but we got the old ones. I don't think we got the new ones. So I don't know who got the new ones. And so we, we, we sold out of ours pretty well. Um, we've still got a whole bunch of the smaller ones. I mean, my old flatmate, uh, she used to get five kilo boxes of them. And we used to just eat them all Christmas. And after a while, you're just like, oh, I'm sick of this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But that was... Anyway, that came across that. And I thought, good on you for making some money. There are some stupid, stupid people out there. I know. I... Yeah, I really must. I've got a whole bunch of... See, all that junk in the corner and a lot of the stuff here... You're pointing at like most of the... Yep, okay, yeah, big area behind I, I, you. I've already got photos for that to sell it on Trade Me. I did take the photos three years ago, I think. I just haven't got to the next step. It's a but slow the- process. <laughs> really. It's like my love life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but the thing is, it's just so hard. But I know I can do decent copy. I know I can make a story out of some of these items okay so. write that down we will check in uh the first podcast of next year 2020 <laughs> uh, just make a note here 2020 check in with chris and uh see he's how... literally writing this down. yeah i am he's never gonna keep that piece of paper that's not gonna happen i know but i will transfer this into something else that will that's remind great. me and i will be like oh that's right actually maybe i'll just make a whole bunch of blank show notes up until 2020 I need to do 53 of them, uh, yeah. 52, and uh, just, you know, add it in there. And when we get to it, you'll be like, oh, yeah. No, no, they'll, they'll be gone. I'll, I'll get through them. But I'll, talking a mm, yep. bit of a segue here, I did <clears> mention <throat> the washing machine. I come home the other day, and Chris was standing upstairs in the lounge, all sweaty and gross looking, more than worse than normal. <laughs> Very sweaty. And um, I thought he'd been to the gym. And he's like, nah, nah, got, got a new washing machine. And I was like, what? Uh, so, you want to tell the story? This is an amazing deal. Like, I think this is <laughs> yeah, one of the yeah, best so deals. Because the washing machine, the old washing machine, had been squeaking and making a lot of noise and stuff, I've been keeping an eye out for a while. So, going to different places, getting a different eye. That's right. Look at things. Which I think stuff. is good. That, that's the way to do it, right? And so, I'd gone, uh, I noticed outside the warehouse or downstairs at the warehouse so they've got the warehouse upstairs and they've got an old leaming and warehouse stationery downstairs um and in the sort of foyer thing foyer thing yeah whatever you you call call it it. yeah yeah the main thoroughfare they had a few washing machines and oh you know and and fridges and all the rest of it yeah i was looking at washing machines and they had two they had uh the living 
Living Co. Living and Co. Living and Co. Which is a warehouse brand. Warehouse brand. And they had the Daewoo. Daewoo, yep. Yep. And so the Daewoo was seven ninety nine, and the Living Co. was like three eighty four. I'm like, I just want a cheap washing machine. That's right. right. So three eighty four. I think I'll do that. So I'd noted that. I think I took a photo of the 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 tickets as you do, you know, on yeah, your phone, yeah. so you can remember things and look at it later. And then I was going through the this weekend or last weekend. Well, whenever it was. Oh, it was New Year's Day. Yeah, it might have been New Year's Day. New Year's Day or the day after, and because um, it's holiday, and I was walking through there and I saw a special ticket on it, and it was. <laughs> Um, down to two hundred and eighty nine. That's right. Uh, Five hundred and ten dollars off. Off the seven hundred dollar one. Yeah, and I was like, uh, okay. And I went up and I said, how many of those you got? Five. Okay, sweet. Uh, can you put one aside for me because I don't have my car with me? She goes, oh, we can take it down to your car now. I'm like, I haven't got my car. And I'm and I started and I walked home. And as I'm walking home, I'm like. Oh, I have to get a car that'll fit it because I can't fit it in my little sedan thing. No, it won't, it won't, it won't, there's no way you can put it in. Um, what am I going to do? I, I can borrow the boss's Jeep, you know, he's got a pickup, yeah, um, Ford Ranger. I'm like, I could borrow the Ranger, but oh, I don't really like asking people. And yeah, I didn't yeah, think yeah. it would fit in your car, you reckon it would, but yeah. I, I didn't think it would fit in your car. And so, as I'm walking home, I got the brighter. I was like, Well, last time I moved house, I just borrowed a hand truck from work because I literally moved across the street, that's right, and I just <laughs> used the hand truck to move everything across. I should just see if I can get a hand truck in because pick it up in town, and then went, Huh. So I got home, looked on the internet. Sure enough, warehouse stationery downstairs sells a portable hand truck, which normally seventy nine dollars on special for thirty nine ninety nine. So I went, and it, yeah, I, folds I grab, up. So he grabs that. <laughs> I grab a, a strap from um, one of the boxes of Sam's junk here. That's right. That's right. It's all organised. <laughs> back up there and went into warehouse stationery. Had a bit of an issue with that because it didn't have the right price coming up, and I was like, nah. Online for this, that, you have to be. Re- I'll tell you who's real bad for that. Those guys are bad for that. Countdown's bad for it, and the countdown policy. I kid you not. It's in the terms and conditions. If you buy something and it's the wrong price to what the ticket is, when you go back, they have to give you a full refund and the product for free. Oh, really? Yeah. That's an actual thing I read on the internet the other day. I went to the website, but you have to do the transaction. So yeah. you have to know it's the wrong price. Yeah. So keep that in mind because if you do that, that's because someone went through and they brought, I can't remember what it was. They went back through and brought a whole bunch of stuff and then they kept the first one, but they went back and says, oh, these other 10 things, um, that's not the right price. Your condition state it's on your website, and they had to go have a look, and they're like, oh, you are correct. You have to give me the money back and the product for free. Wow. But, uh, yeah, no, it's – yeah. Anyway, so the the deal was the, the barcode – because we grabbed a second one, and the barcode on the first one was different from the barcode. The yeah, I know. It's weird. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's no rhyme or reason to it. Anyway, so I got that. Went upstairs. She goes, oh, where do we want to – where are you parked? I'm like, I am not parked. I have this. And the, the portable hand truck, and she just looked at me as if I was a total nut job, uh, understandably. And then uh, way downstairs, the slowest lift in the world, and then they brought the the, the thing out to the front there, yeah. and I strapped it onto my. I want to know. Home. I like to think that there's a whole bunch of people somewhere in Hamilton had a little conversation with. I saw this guy like. Walking down the street with a washing machine, like a new one in a box. 
I wonder how far he was going. Yep. <laughs> so and uh, it was hot, and and it you was know, hot. I got home, and then um, like like I don't know for you, but for me, it always seems to be the case. You get home, and when you stop, then you just start sweating yeah. like anything. Yeah. yeah. So and I just got home two minutes before. And the biggest the thing with this washing machine is when you're upstairs and this washing machine's working, you cannot hear it. For some reason, a proper washing machine without bung bearings and probably about to blow up doesn't make any sound. Don't 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 diss the the old one quite so much until we got rid of it. If you want to buy it for free or take away an old washing machine, yeah. it probably will work for ages. It's probably, to be honest, a really easy fix. Probably is. But uh, it's one of those ones where you've got to pull it to bits. Yeah, and I'm not going to do that. Alright, so anyway, moving on. Um, do you know what Rogaining is? Isn't Rogaine that hair replacement thing? You are correct in that term, but this is called something else. Okay. Um, I don't know how to get rid of my bookmarks on this. Anyway, uh, I came across, I've never heard of it before. I was looking at a, I think I was on a hiking website forum thing and someone mentioned it and um, it was interesting. So it was created by Rod, Gale and Neil. So R-O-G-A-N-E, Rogaine. And they called it Rogaining. And they were from the Melbourne um, University Tramping Club. And they started 20 years ago. And they do it here in New Zealand, but it looks like all the events from the South Island. So I don't know if I'll get to what it is. Chris is right, like, yeah, Chris I'm, is I'm like just real quizzical what? here. So it's the sport of long distance cross country navigation. Now it's different from orienteering. Uh, it's different from that. So this one, from what I read, you have teams of two to five people. You visit as many checkpoints as you want on the map. They give you a map. And um, in a set time period. And that time period can be 24 hours, 6 hours, 8 hours, 12 hours, or 18 hours. Uh, but all the checkpoints have different points. So the further away it is and the higher it is or whatever, the more points. And yeah, you're, so the more difficult it is to find yeah. or get to. And right, you're right. free to go wherever you want to get whatever points you so want. So you could just go to as many of the close by yeah, low-hanging yeah, yeah. fruit, but you won't get as many points. Um, um, so these people go onto these things for 6, 8 or 12 hours or whatever, or 24 hours and run around. And apparently... But you can use a vehicle and stuff. No, or, or no, all, no. All no, foot. you're tramping around or right, hiking right. around. And um, most people never use a compass. You're just looking at the map, at the topo map, and you go, oh, yeah, that's where i got to go. Would, would, would you use a, a, a cell phone with like, no, no, no. Google Maps? Is that no, no, you, you just, shooting, or you they just, just don't have coverage? I don't think they probably don't have coverage. You just use this paper map. And I've never come across it before, ever. And they have quite a few events throughout the year, but only in the South Island. Hmm. Okay. You're, you're getting very into this uh, map-using oh. stuff at the moment with your um, geocaching and all the rest of it. I've spent a bit of time, uh, Sam's been showing me on the computer, his geocaching maps and his spreadsheets to cut, um, oh, yeah, do just puzzles. To solve and, some stuff. Uh, sounds very... Because I learned when I measured pine trees back in the day, that was my job, the guy I worked with was an expert at reading maps, and I picked up on quite a bit of that. Like, we would... Um, when you measure distance in forestry, you have a 10,000 metre um, roll of cotton in a pouch, a plastic pouch on your waist, and you tie it to something, and as you walk, it counts off the metres, and that's how you know how far you've gone. I don't know. Do we, you have to go back and put it all back in your pouch? No, no. You just have cotton everywhere in the forest. 
when you go in to measure stuff, there's cotton everywhere. And I don't know if they use it. I don't know if any other industry uses it, but we used it all the time. I always had this thing reeling off next to me. Wow. And you'd go like, you'd be like, okay, I'm going 900 meters in that direction. And you just keep walking and you just look down, oh, you're 900 meters. And that's how we did distance. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Because that's different from a map because of the topography, right? Well, we'd have a map to see the topography. Yeah, but you know but what I'm saying is when you, when you look at map, it's all one dimensional. When you're walking it. Well, no, the closer the, topo, the, closer the lines, the steeper it is. Yeah. So we could look at the topo map and he'd be like, oh, it was where we're going. Or he'd just look at it and go, oh, it's easier if we go that way. And yeah, we'd walk but around. am I making sense? Um, if you go that far on a map, yeah, it's not as far when it's on a slope because that far is only that far. Oh, yeah, no. Do you, you know what I mean? No, the, so the distance you measure is um, as the crow flies, so dead straight line, perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we'd get to a point and we could work out on the topo map exactly if we, because all the landmarks around us, we'd yeah. be like, oh, yeah, and we'd do that. Okay. And then we'd yeah. use a, a three, <laughs> they told me it was $3,000 and I have no reason not to believe them, but the only thing they ever worried about was this little gizmo thing I had around my neck. It was about... About the size of a pack of playing cards, maybe? Yeah. And it was, uh, we had this round yellow thing with a spike on the back, and you'd ram that into a tree, and it would use sonar to hit that thing and bounce back, and then you'd point to the tree, and it would do trigonometry, and on the little display, it would be telling us the height of the tree and where all the branches were. That was our job. We were describing trees. Um, So we'd go click... There's, um, and we had a special form we'd be filling out on waterproof paper and we'd go click, 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 click up the tree every time there's a branch and we'd be measuring it. Huh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, good times, but Forestry. Uh, that's how Fun I got time. into uh, looking at maps a lot. Okay, so I've got, um, I've got a little story here which just tickled me um, and which maybe will be helpful for those people that want to do a trade me thing and, and uh, market their stuff. So, okay. There was an art house Chinese film um, called A Long Day's Journey into Night. That's the best uh, translation of it. Okay. It sounds right. good so far. I love it. Um, and it got good reviews in Ken. It's, it's, um, it's a film by the director B. Gan of China. Okay. Uh, and he's done other things. And so it got pretty good reviews in Khan. It's It was uh, described as, quote, a complex pseudo noir drama. Okay, yep. Which jumps from 2D into 3D. What? Okay. And finishes with a one-hour, one-take dream sequence. What? (laughs) Uh, Is there clips of this online? There must be. I don't know. I don't know. Because it only just came out. It came out. Is it animated? Uh, No, I don't believe it is. What does it mean by 2D to 3D? Okay. Okay, we're going to try and track this down. Okay, so anyway, anyway, that's the thing. Yeah. Just that, you know, a 2D into 3D and finishes with a one-hour, one-take, one-take, one-hour dream sequence. Yeah. That just, you just already know, if you know anything about film, that that's going to be some seriously weird shit. Right? Could be. You know? Right. Anyway, so anyway. Could be. So the expectations for this film being launched in China were modest. Okay. Yeah. Okay. However, they had great marketing. Yeah. Fantastic marketing. What'd they do? And they build it as the perfect date movie. It sounds terrible already. Okay. But okay, yeah. And what they did was they 
the opening nights was going to be New Year's Eve, and they timed the screenings to finish one minute after midnight on New Year's Eve. So, so okay. And the last scene in the movie, the two main characters kiss. And the idea was that this is what all the advertising said. Go there with your, your, you know, your lover, whatever, and um, synchronize with um, The the, the movie at the end of the movie. And you can bridge 2018 to 2019 with a kiss. Yep, that sounds great. A, a great idea, a great concept, right? Yep. What actually? So, um, I, 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 I get the feeling something weird happened. Um, so something weird happened. It made 38 million dollars as its opening night. It's a record for an art house movie in China. Ah, oh, look at them go! 38 million. Uh, that's equivalent. To an opening night of um, Guardians of the Galaxy, mm. like that's yeah. huge for for them. For, yeah, for yeah, China. totally. However, oh no, <laughs> the next day was more like a million dollars because so many people were so upset. Um, people were really upset, at saying they were misled. They said they were promised a rom com, but got something incomprehensible. Yep, <laughs> loads some, of people walked there's, out. There's some people. <laughs> I've, I've got. I'm thinking of some people that we know, uh, some of the stuff they make. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. who you're yeah. thinking of, and you're like, oh, yeah. "What is that?" Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So, um, and then, but it's it turned even worse into. I know I haven't written this down, but it turned. I, I thought all that was pretty good, but it turned actually even worse because um, a lot of the money came in from smaller towns. So usually with an art house movie, it's the big. Uh, big cities, the cosmopolitan cities oh, where right. people are poncy and like that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, we're yeah. going, and so they're going, oh, well, you know. And then it's become a whole class thing. And people are going, no, it's not because we're plebs and we live in a smaller city. It's because the movie's shit. Yeah, yeah it's a fine line, <laughs> but we know. So we know. it became this big argument there. Oh, no, I don't know. I, just th- I think the marketing was genius. Yeah, good that on opening them. marketing on thing, them. brilliant idea. Um, maybe could have been done with a better movie. Yeah, but, you know, whatever. The begun is uh, is banked as thirty eight mil. Well, you know, whatever he gets out of it. Uh, so good on him. Very good. And with that amazing thought, uh, that brings us to the end of the podcast, Chris. Cool. Well, uh, hopefully, um, everybody has been checking out. The Chris and Sam podcast.com for their show notes and bits and pieces like that. I was going to say, I hope everyone survived uh, the new year's coming into 2019. But yeah, same thing, checking out the website. Yeah, probably there's a, a lot of car crashes and stuff. There um, is. <laughs> I, was, I was in bed early asleep because I'm old. Um, what else was going to say? Oh, yeah. So this year, do yourself a favor and more importantly, do us a favor and go to the Chris and Sam podcast.com and click on the Patreon button. And on there, you can, uh, you know, spend lots of your hard-earned cash on, on a- helping us keep this Actually, thing going. if you want, go go click on that button, the Patreon button, have a look at it. Uh, have a look at what the, uh, what the $1 a month gets you. It helps us out tremendously, but have a look at what it gets you. And uh, if you want something different on there, if you've got a suggestion, let us know. Yeah. Uh, but as, the, as more Patreons obviously sign up, we will get some uh, better things. 
Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm looking forward to getting to the point where we will have some, you know, bumper sticker or frig ma- fridge magnets. Frig or magnet. Frig, frig magnets. Yeah, okay. To go on your frig. Uh, <laughs> Stop saying frig. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so uh, anyway, otherwise, check us out at Chris and Sam Pod on Twitter or the Chris and Sam Podcast on Facebook. Yes. Until uh, next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.